podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a new season, a new series of Voices in a Vic. Uh, with me, Mike Duffy, and, and my trusty co-host, Ben Ayson, as always. It's a new season in terms of the championship season is starting next month. And it's a new season in terms of a new season for Voices of the Big. So whether you've come over from our first uh, series or whether you're just starting new listening to us on Series 2, uh, we really, really do appreciate and we hope you enjoy what we've got in store for you today. Uh, as I said just a minute ago... Obviously, I'm with my trusty co-host, Ben Aiton. Ben, how are you doing? Good morning, mate. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, you got me up early today, 8 o'clock, doing this podcast <laughs> on a Saturday morning. This is, and I'm you were late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, as per. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, all good, mate. Um, kind of needed a couple of weeks off from football. Um, mm. It was an emotional end to the season. Um, very draining. So yeah, kind of glad I've had that couple of weeks off, as is everyone probably feeling is now um mm-hmm. but yeah looking forward to the start of the season now and, and getting back into these podcasts weekly and yeah talking everything Watford with you mate yeah and they're going to be uh they're going to be more regular this season because obviously there's more midweek fixtures in the championship so than there is in the Premier League so you'll be hearing our voices a lot more so oh they are so uh, excited <laughs> yeah they are so lucky everyone's just switched off at this point <laughs> so, uh, yeah but um I'll tell you where we'll start um you know, we'll, we'll start with the news of um, the new manager. Obviously, it's not officially been announced. We're recording this on Saturday morning. Um, I think it's the 15th of August today, if memory serves me correctly. Yeah. Um, Adam Leventhal put a tweet out yesterday, so Friday the 14th, saying that Vladimir Ivic, uh, I, I had various discussions with Ben before we actually started recording to make sure I'd uh, pronounce his name correctly. So hopefully I've got it spot on. Um but Vladimir Ivic is going to be the new Watford head coach. And it's to be announced on Monday, I think he said, didn't he, Ben? Uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Um, yeah. And pre-season starts over. Monday as well. Yeah, that's right. He's flying over uh, this weekend, I believe. Yeah, I've, um, I've also heard that the um, Watford use Sopwell House Hotel in St Albans for pretty much all their main people that they get over who's new to a club. And I heard yesterday from a reliable source... <laughs> um, someone I work with, uh, someone his I work with, cats, neighbours, dogs, <laughs> mates, husband. Yeah, no. Someone I work with, his missus works at the hotel, and he he said to me yesterday. He came up to me as well, Ben. I I could, I, I think I know who the new Watford manager is going to be. And I was like, is it Vladimir Ivic? He was like, Yeah, how do you know? I was <laughs> yeah. like, It was reported Thursday, mate. <laughs> he was like, Oh, okay. I was, I was like, How do you know? And he said, Oh, my missus works at. Sop- booked a room for him for the next couple of months because what Watford do is when they announce new managers or like they've done with the tech, new technical director that's came over from Indonesia, they, they settle them in for a couple of months at the hotel until they find their feet and um, find their own place to live pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that was more encouraging for us to hear that a hotel room's been booked for him as well. So we was like, right, yeah, Levendos. Uh, Leventhal said it Thursday. We've heard this information now. Um, so, yeah, let's go with the podcast. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, for those non-Watford fans that might be listening, the other reason that we book them into hotels is, so after two months when they've done rubbish and we can sack them, we just bring another manager in and keep, <laughs> keep adding them to the hotels. So, yeah, that's for any non-Watford yeah, fans I've, that are listening. I've already seen reports that we've sacked Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's two months, I believe he's signing a two-month... Uh, two-month deal. But, Rolling contract. Yeah. Now, in all seriousness, um, he's signing on Monday uh, a two-year deal, I'm led to believe. Um, and we've we've sort of done our homework a little bit on him. Um, we'll give you the basics. He's a, a Serbian, um, 43 years of old, uh, 43 years of old, 43 years of age, I should say. Um, <laughs> and he's come from Maccabi Tel Aviv, where he won the title, I believe. Was it back-to-back he won the title? Yeah, he's only been there for two years, but it, um, before he arrived, they didn't win the title the year before, and he's won back-to-back titles of them. Yeah, and uh, and before that, he was at um, Pan- was it Panathinaikos or Olympiakos? I always get them two. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, Pack or something, it's called, I think. Yes. Um, not sure if that's Panafic Vikos or yeah, not. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if he, it's he, short he, for something. He actually won a. He won a, a like the Greek League Cup over there for him, and actually finished second um, in his first season. So very encouraging. Yes, absolutely. He um, he is, you know, some of the stuff that we've sort of reeled off already, and we haven't even really got into it. Um, it, it it's looking promising, you know. He um, very much by the sounds of the style of play that he has, and you know, um, he's sort of hard hitting with the players sounds very, you know, very good and very what we need, what Watford needs, you know, you've very helpfully um, found me some stats, which I believe we've got off Twitter. We must credit the man. Um, what's the name of the account, Ben? Just so he's not listening and thinks, hold on a minute. <laughs> there are more stats. Um, is it Watford Analytics? Isn't it what- Yes, it is. Yeah. And he was actually on the, from the rookery end yesterday talking to him. Uh, they got in there before us. He was going to actually go and ask him if he wanted to get involved with us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what for the If you're listening. Damn you from rookery end. <laughs> if you're listening, thanks very much for these, uh, for these stats. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll give you a, a shout out in the, in the link to the podcast. But yeah, yeah, so obviously I want to start off his defence. You know, last season... Maccabi Tel Aviv only conceded 10 goals. What was yes, our biggest problem uh, last season? <laughs> Defence. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we pretty much conceded that amount in one game to City at mm. the Etihad, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Also, following up from what you just said, mm. um, I, I had, I've seen a stat this morning which is quite interesting as well. Last season, they had 29 clean sheets in 36 games. Wow. We, now, we must say, obviously, this is no disrespect to the um, league over there, it's obviously not the same standards as the Championship in the Premier League. However, yeah, you still you can only do what's in front of you, and if he's capable of doing that, and obviously he's won the cup at PAOK before, then you know it, it's something he's doing is making this happen, no matter what league yeah. he's in. So obviously, a defence was. A big issue, as, as Ben rightly pointed out, you know, they conceded 10 goals last season. We we were two off conceding that in one game. So, you know, that, that screams volume straight away. Um, you know, the defence is solid. We, we've got here that, you know, he would be, his teams would be two, three nil up. And then he, he'd sort of shut up shop to make sure that he keeps a clean sheet. Now, that reading that first hand, you might think, well, that sounds a bit negative. You know, if you're two, three nil up, you might want to play yeah. loosen the shackles sort of thing and then you, you, you sort of that freedom. But it sounds a bit negative to be too friendly up and then just, I don't know whether he just, just sits back or whatever. But I think that's what we need, Ben. I, I, it sort of reminds me of the time when Sonino come in. He was sort of brought into sort of structure the defence and he did a fantastic job. But this guy has got it in his locker straight away by the sounds of it. Yeah, definitely. He seems like he's got a massive winning mentality and he, he just wants to win. He he doesn't want to concede silly goals later on. Like, look at the season when we was in the Prem. I think um, we went 3-0 up against Cardiff at home and then we ended up losing, um, uh, conceding loads of sloppy goals, didn't we, towards the end. And then it was like nail-biting and stuff at the end. I don't think we would have this with Ivic. Um, he's very defensively sound. Um, he, I think that's going to be the first thing we, we're going to notice um, when he comes in. He's going to sort that defence out and get everyone playing the right way. Um, I don't think we're going to be conceding too many sloppy goals next season. No, um, I, let's hope not. And talking of defence, we'll, we'll slot this in um, whilst we've got a chance. Yesterday, we announced our first signing, Jeremy Ngakia from West Ham, the young fullback, 19 years of age. Um, he plays on the right-hand side, so he'll be up against Kiko, providing he stays. And uh, Daryl Yama, I, I, I think he'll be starting, Ngakia. Uh, he made his debut for West Ham against Liverpool. But uh, do, do you think, sounds like you don't quite agree there, Ben. Do you, do you not see him starting straight away? or It all depends, really. Uh, with him signing, we've got three really good right-backs at the club. Uh, Yamat on his day, when he's fully fit, is is brilliant, he's outstanding. Kiko, he, he has spells of playing well. Um is he going to get ahead of him? Um, not totally sure at the moment. Um, what we've seen with Ivic as well, though, he he does like to coach for young players and develop for young players. Yeah. So he's going to probably be encouraging Ngekia to get into this side and um, start 
performing each week. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens. But I, I imagine that Kiko's going to end up going back to Spain at some point, mm-hmm. possibly if it's this, this season or not. Yeah. If Yamak does struggle with injuries, then yes, he's going to start. But it's going to, I think it'd probably be a toss-up between Ngekia and uh, Yamak for a starting spot this season. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but I, I definitely would not turn my nose up at Gabriel Yamak playing in the Championship. You know, I, yes. I think he's, he's a very, I don't want to say underrated because, you know, injuries get in the way and they've hampered him a lot. But I think in the championship, he would be, you know, sort of a class above the rest sort of thing. Um, so yeah. it will be interesting to see that battle and it will be good to have that it's battle as well. Yeah, it's good to have um, some depth at that yeah. position as well. Um, it's a very good signing for Watford, though. It's a very pozo signing, mm. isn't it? It's a young guy that managed to pick him up for free. Well, there might be like a compensation fee that you've got to pay because he's under a certain age. Uh, but yeah, he's he's technically sound. And he, he's, um, I, f- I think, Ivic also likes to utilise the wide um, areas from the fullbacks. So this is where we're probably going to see um, the most of Nikakie, um bursting forward. He said on the Watford website yesterday that he's got a bit of pace and trickery. I, f- I think I've put some videos up on our Twitter page in the last week of show, uh, showing some of his highlights at West Ham. And, and that's exactly what it is. It's a bit of pace. He's a solid defender. He, he throws in a bit of trickery. He's very promising and it's a great signing for Watford. Very versatile as well. He can trans- a transition between defence and midfield very smoothly. Um, he, he played five matches at West Ham last season, hit the ground running. He was a man of a match when he played away at Liverpool. Even Jurgen Klopp was potentially looking at him as well after that performance. So says that we've probably got a gem on our hands there. Yeah, yeah, let's let's hope so. And uh, as you mentioned there, you know, he's, he's young, he's 19. And you also mentioned that Ivic likes to coach the, the young players and sort of implement them into the squad. And I think that was a big selling for, point for Mr Pazzo. You know, we, yeah, he, he said all along he wanted a manager that was going to implement the youth. You know, you, you yeah. look at some of the youth, we won't fully go into it today because that's not what the podcast is about. But you look at some of the youth we've got coming through, you know, to name a few, Quinna, uh, Wilmot, who we'll be speaking about later, who said some very exciting and very good things if you're a Watford fan. Um, and uh, we've also got like Tom Deli Bashiru. We, we've got some good young players that, that are, you know, potentially going to be coming through. Um, so I, I'm yeah. really looking forward to that because if Ivic does continue to do what he has done all his managerial career, then I think we'll be seeing a lot more of those players this season. But um, Yeah, also with Ivic as well, I think he's more like performances rather than reputations as well. Whereas we've seen a lot of Deadwood stay in the Watford side. I don't think he's going to have any of that. Um, it, he won't hesitate to drop the, the senior stars in the side and that will probably mean developing the fringe and younger players and uh, they'll end up being considered as his strengths, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in terms of formation, we know that Ivic likes to play a, a four-three-three. Plays narrow wingers, and the wingers tend to play as inside strikers as well. That's that's the information that we've got. Um, yeah, four-three-three. You, you just thinking of who could be playing where is exciting me already and I've still got to wait another month for the season to start. So yeah. that's attacking football. Like that is what we've been wanting all along. Like that second half against Arsenal, that was the most threatening I've seen us. I'd say since maybe even the Norwich win and even that wasn't the most convincing win. And uh, you know the Newcastle win was two penalties. Yeah. So you know I, I can't really say that we were very, very attacking in that game. But you know, that is what you want to hear. You know, a young Watford side attacking, 4-3-3, defensive solid. Everything sounds sounds rosy at the moment, doesn't it, Ben? Yeah, no, definitely. I was just taking myself back to uh, Thursday night when we heard about, um, or was it Wednesday night we heard about uh, Ivic was getting appointed. Mm-hmm. We've, we've been on Twitter since relegation. We got relegated at the Emirates and it's been a very negative and horrible place to be. But Twitter that night was absolutely buzzing. It was, mm-hmm. It's amazing what a good appointment does. And with Nikekia coming in as well, it's, it's been a good couple of days for Watford. Absolutely. Like you, you've hit the nail on the head there, Ben. You, know, you said it at the top of the show uh, when we opened the show that, you know, we needed a couple of weeks off. And I think a lot of Watford fans, like, uh, we, we obviously have regular conversations with other Watford fan pages. Um, 
you know, to name someone, James from the Watford Way. I know he had a couple of weeks off. He won't mind me saying, you know, you need that couple of weeks off after a relegation. It's been, it's been a while since we've been relegated as a club. We've been in the Premier League for five years. That one really hurt. Yeah. And as you've said, when this news was, you know, announced about uh, Ivic, when Levensal broke the news, it, it Twitter was like, this is what it's like. And it sort of made me think back to the promotion season, that sort of buzz, yeah. that sort of feel about it. So, yeah, it, it's it's really, really exciting times. And I, I, I yeah. can't wait to, I can't wait, even though we know he's going to be announced, I just can't wait for that official announcement on Monday morning. Like, it's not that I don't believe in Leventhal, but that would sort of that's that will do it for me, and I'll be proper buzzing yeah. for the season then. Yeah, definitely. I've got the excitement in my belly, and I can't wait for it. I just want to see him hold up the, the Watford shirt or Watford yeah. scarf. You, have you? Have, I don't know if anyone's seen pictures of Ivic as well, but you don't want to get on the wrong side of him. Yeah, I, I, I think it's it's going to be similar to Hollow Bass. I don't think we're going to see him smile much, but if if he gets us winning on the pitch, that's all that matters. Yeah, I, I saw a picture of him um, <laughs> on holiday. Looked, and he wasn't even smiling then. So, uh, what when he was on his dinghy in the pool? <laughs> I've not seen that one. I've not seen that one. Well, yeah. what we should yeah, do what... to unveil it is because he's Serbian, he's getting sat down on a chair with a cup of tea. Because I'm sure Jukanovic had that pose when we uh, when we got promoted. So, uh, yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah, so, Mr. Also, Pat, sorry, yeah, I've got a yeah. I've got a couple more stats as we're talking about Serbians. Watford have a hundred percent promotion record with Serbian managers. I like it, Ben. I like it. Okay, yeah, what else that's you got a good for, one, mate? isn't it? What else you got for me? We love uh, stats on this show. There we go, Teddy. <laughs> Ivic has got a 62% win record in his career so far. I was worried where you were going with that, then. Uh, 62%. <laughs> <laughs> 62%. It's a family show, mate. Yeah, it's a family yeah, no, show. It is. It is. A 62%. <laughs> no, that is very, very good. What yeah. else you got for me, bro? Um, that's it. You've completely thrown me. <laughs> yeah, thrown him under the bus there. Thought he had loads. He said at the start, he goes, Mike, when you finish talking about Ivic, he says, I've got a couple. Let, let me let me bring them in. And he, he brings up two. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Ben. Uh, no, nah, I'm joking. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I think that's that's as much as we can say on Ivic um, at, at the moment because, you know, knowing our luck, we'd, we'd say all this and then Levin Tyler, you know, say, oh, got this one wrong. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Like also, he's... I've seen a few people saying about Ivic, he's not got any championship experience. I, I don't really think that matters too I'm much. I'm glad you brought um, this up, actually, Bev. If, if you look at the last few seasons, I don't mm-hmm. really think championship experience is necessarily what you need to get mm-hmm. promoted to the Prem. Uh, you've got Bielsa, he didn't have it. Um, Savan Bilic, yes, he managed in the Premier League, but he never did it in the Championship. Just got West Brom up. Scott Parker's done it just recently. Um, Daniel Falker at Norwich. Nuno at Wolves. Rafael Benitez at Newcastle. And David Wagner as well. So that's seven out of the last 12 managers who was chief promotions to the Premier League didn't have Championship experience. That there you go. There's a, a stat. amazing stat that is, Ben. You've just pulled it back, mate. I think we might end the show there, mate. That's brilliant. All right. <laughs> See you, <guys>. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, no. Um, yeah, no, that, that, I'm glad you made that point. Um, we, we put a regular posts out on our Instagram and um, we, we asked for Watford fans' thoughts of the appointments. And um, there was one gentleman who I believe his name was Jim, um, if memory serves me correctly, uh, Jim Stryker, 1977. I don't know if you listen, but if you are listening, Mr. Stryker, completely entitled to your opinion. Jim said, inexperienced at the championship level, this is going to be a very difficult season. Hopefully he can start bringing in some defenders and strikers and get rid of big time Charlies and Deadwoods. Now, I get his point there. Uh, and yeah. he does make a good point about getting rid of Deadwood and whatnot. But you've just named quite a few managers... Seven seven managers that have done it without uh, championship experience, prior championship experience. Uh, one that he didn't mention was Slavisa Jukanovic, who obviously got us promoted to the Premier League. He didn't have uh, championship experience. Uh, I, I did go back to Jim and say that, but he said that we had a championship side back then, uh, as opposed to now where we've got a soft Premier League side. Not sure what he meant by that, but... Um, I, I just think that the 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 argument of he's got no experience in the championship is an invalid one, and that might come back to bite me on the arse. But and I, also saying about the championship um, side, um, mm. 
yeah, I, I just I don't I don't really get that really. No. Um, the sides have gone down from Premier League. You've gone back up. Um, Newcastle with Benitez, um, right. Norwich as well. Uh, there's there's a few there. Uh, Fulham, they've West just Brom. done it, haven't they? West Brom. So yeah, teams do bounce back up as well. Aston Villa. Yeah, so I basically I'm backing up what you've just said. So yeah, that sort of argument I'm I'm not really feeling to be honest. And look, he's entitled to his opinion, but I just think that it's not imperative that they must have championship experience because yeah, as, no, as, as we've not. just seen, it's uh, it's it's very much the the not the case. But yeah, I think that's as much as we can say now until Monday when hopefully he's announced with that Watford shirt and his cup of tea sitting down. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a massive <laughs> smile on his face. Um, fine, trying to be a fine thing. But, um, yeah, no, really excited to see what's going to happen in terms of his management style and his no-nonsense style. You know, no players can be throwing their toys out the pram as we saw last season. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who comes in and who goes out. So, um, next, I think we will talk about the beautiful, beautiful kit. Uh, I'm a massive, massive fan. Ben, are you feeling the same vibes or has it got to grow on you first? You know me, it always takes me a while to grow to shirts, but actually mm. it's, it's, it took about two hours for me to grow to this shirt. Um, it looks amazing, doesn't it? I absolutely over, just love it, mate. Um, the new yeah. kit always takes me a while to warm to, like I've said, uh, but it's just nice to see that we're not using like a, one of those templates that Adidas use. It, it's very different. It's very out there. Um, I've seen a few people saying it's a, the kit of the season already. Yes. Um, yeah. I just think it's fantastic, mate. Beautiful. Well, as you've just said, you know, and firstly, before I, I go on to what I'm about to say, I just want to say what a touch by the club. Like I'm sick to death of this club getting slated for sacking managers and people saying they deserve to go down, uh, they're a rotten club from the inside, when clearly they know naff all. You know, throughout coronavirus pandemic, we've helped the NHS, we've given them the stadium. Uh, I believe they've uh, put up rooms in the apartments in the stadium as well. They've used meeting rooms for all sorts of stuff, helped the NHS and whatnot. And then to include them in the kit launch, I thought that was a touch of class. But that stuff to non-Watford fans goes unnoticed. Yeah, um, they don't. They don't look at that. They just no. see how many managers we're sat. But yeah, we're 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 a fantastic football club, and we're at the heart of the community. And for us to reveal the shirt with free NHS workers was yeah. fantastic. Also, what I've seen is Watford have actually sent out new yes. home kits to all the NHS volunteers that helped out during the pandemic as well, and that's a brilliant touch. So hats off to Watford. Absolutely. Hats off Watford. And yeah, it's a shame that sort of stuff goes unnoticed uh, in the media and they focus mainly on who's managing Watford next and how long the next manager's go. Yeah. Which is really, really uh, annoying. But yeah, the... the, Did you look at the Did you look at the the photos of when the kits was announced? So did you see Troy Deeney? He looks like he he didn't want to be there. He didn't look happy. Yeah, but I I think Troy's sort of got that persona about him anyway. You know, that's his pose, isn't it? That that is his pose. Yeah, (laughs) that's very much a Troy Deeney esque pose. It's a bit like my pictures. If you got me on Instagram, Um, I don't do that. (laughs) No, not anymore. You've uh, you've grown up a little bit since then, man. (laughs) But um. No, I'm a, uh, you, you said that it's not templated. That was the thing that used to pee me off so bad, right? We got with Adidas. Um, and when it was announced, I thought, wow, little old Watford uh, having their kit supplied by Adidas. Like, this is great. The goalkeeper kit, Wolves had it. Um, our away kit was Cardiff's home kit with the Watford badge on it. Like, yeah. it's just... And it's, it's, I think it's just laziness. And very poor from the big manufacturers. Like the fact yes. that we've got Adidas, but then they're using the same template. I get that's what they have to do and whatnot. They, they, they might not have the time to uniquely design a kit for every single team they've got. But I think it's just laziness. Like you, you, you've seen the same kits in the same league. Like Wolves' goalkeeper kit was the same style as our goalkeeper kit. So it, it's, it's nice to go with a, a manufacturer that's different. I believe they mainly deal with Spanish clubs, but that template yeah. is very, very unique. And um, <laughs> the the goalkeeper kit as well, I'll tell you why I'm laughing in a minute, but the goalkeeper kit as well, the way that that badge blends into it, oh, that goalkeeper kit is absolutely gorgeous. 
I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. I think that's beautiful. That's that's one of the nicest goldie kits we've had for a very long time. Do you know what it is though, Ben? It's simple and it's like it, it's plain and simple. There's nothing too gimmicky about it. Like I loved last season's goalkeeper kit, but it's just a shame that every other Adidas uh, manufactured kit had the same. But I think this one you... is just so so nice. Do you know what it is as well? It's because Ben Foster's wearing it. Like Absolutely, mate. Yeah, That's he's wearing it. We this... know Ben Foster's going to be wearing that this season in the Championship. He's going to tear it, it looks, up, It looks better that Ben Foster's wearing it and not Rene Gilmartin. <laughs> Rene Gilmartin was class, mate. Don't know what you're on about. Um, he's a good comedian behind the scenes. That's about it. He was a good co-commentator with John Marks. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. No. Um, and then, stupidly, even though <laughs> there was a banner on the side that said, home kit, goalkeeper kit, and then that blue one, I thought was the away kit. So I plastered it all over social media saying, oh my God, this away kit is fantastic. And the amount of messages that I had flooding through, that's not the away kit. I was like, Mate, is I, it? I, and he said I've, on the side, training wear. <laughs> I saw someone yesterday, um, I think they posted on the Enjoy the Rooms uh, game. I'm not going to mention names or anything, but it looks like they've bought it and they've put their name on the back of the shirt. Oh, no, they haven't. The, yeah. the training kit. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I think that's pretty bad from the club as well. I've seen the, I've seen a few people say you do know that's the away kit, and he's not replied at it. Oh no, that is <laughs> horrendous. Schoolboy error. That's up there with the the hog incident that we've spoken about previously. Yeah. Jesus Christ! But no, the, the training wear is beautiful. I think absolutely beautiful. Yeah. There's um, rumours that we we due to get a third kit as well this season. I'm not sure how true that is. They're just um, trying to get as much money as possible, aren't they? Mate, 55 quid, you know, I love you, Watford and whatnot, but these kits are getting dearer each year, man. I know. I, yeah. I, I ordered mine yesterday and I had to look at the bank statement afterwards and I was like, Shit. <laughs> also, also the £4 delivery charge as well. I was like, I only live like five miles away. I should have gone <laughs> to the ground to pick yeah, it up. Yeah, <laughs> mate, you should, have, you should have gone into Watford. Serves you right for your laziness, mate, mate. But, uh, it um, is. Yeah, no. I'll, the, make, I'll make I'll make Chris Pearson. He refused it. He said, "No, I'm not, I'm not paying four pounds." He said he's going to the store to pick it up this weekend. So he's, he's got the right idea. Well done, Chris. Um, uh, the away kit. There's no news on one that's to be announced as of yet. I don't think. Uh, and there's, I've seen a few rumours saying that it might be black or the yes. kit might be black. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I've heard black or white. So I imagine one's white. going to be black. Yeah, I'd prefer black because it's more slimming. You know, I don't have the most. <laughs> I don't have the most athletic body, but I'm not going to be playing for Watford this season, so I suppose it doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, when we had that white kit under Matt Zari, um, it's absolutely massive on me now. But it's still not the most flattering. So yeah, if any any people at Kelmay are listening, uh, hola, uh, and uh, <laughs> please <laughs> please please make sure. Um, <laughs> That it's uh, it's black because it's more slimming. So yeah, yes, yes. yeah, grassy yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that's I think that's um, <laughs> that's the kit wrapped up. Um, that's all the Spanish, I know. Yeah, no, that's I, I I do know a fair bit more Spanish, but uh, we uh, we won't go into it. But uh, and plus, I'm not ordering a beer, so that doesn't help. Um, yeah. So in terms of kit. A man who was seen modelling it. You've said Trodini was modelling it. Adam Messina was modelling it. And uh, Ishmael Lassar was modelling it then. And uh, he said some very interesting stuff this week, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. What a, a just, yeah, he's came out with a statement. Um, it says, I still have years on my contract with Watford. Another four years. If Watford want me to stay, I'll play in the Championship. My departure also depends on Watford. Um, this is what is the most normal for me. What a player um, and what a professional, really. Uh, what a remarkable young man to come out and say things like that. Uh, also, to say that his agents around him as well. Agents get a lot of bad stick in yes. the world of football at the moment, like trying to get moves and that. But he, they've really like educated him here and put an arm around him, saying, "No, you don't need a push for a move. If if a big team comes in and gives you the cash." And Watford will accept it, but he's not pushing for a move at all here, is he? No, absolutely not. And I think you've just hit the nail on the head there. Then, like the the amount of younger players nowadays that we see, you know, especially if your team's relegated and you're as good as he is, like you're gonna have teams come in. You know, Liverpool have been um, rumoured. You know, Crystal Palace, although I'd rather he didn't go there. Yeah, same. Um, Wolves have been rumoured again. Rather he wouldn't go there, but um, like. 
you'd, the first thing you'd think with footballers nowadays, and especially with some agents, as you've said, some can get bad sleep. Not all of them are like this, clearly, yeah. as, as as we've just seen. As soon as your team's relegated, you're thinking, right, let's get out of there. But to come out and make that statement, like, if he was to stay in the Championship, I, I, I don't like saying stuff like this, but I feel that, like, I feel it's so true, I have to say. If he was to stay in the Championship, he'd be one of the best players, if not the best player in the Championship next season. Yeah. And obviously, we, we, we don't know if any players are going to come through and absolutely set the world alight in the Championship, but he's got he's he's got to be one of the first teams and first names on, on the sheet, as far oh, as I'm aware. Oh, definitely. He, he's by far our uh, most talented and gifted player. Um, I'm, I'm saying that because I think Delefeu is going to be offset and if he's stuck around, then maybe he'll be our most gifted player. But yeah, um, Sarah is incredible. But what what a, what a player, what a professional and so mature at that age as well to come out and say things like that. You don't get many players like this anymore. Whatever happens, this is just a remarkable young man that is so talented and he will play at the very top. He, he just needs to bide his time and he will get that chance. He, he could easily go on and play for the likes of Barca. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely agree. And do you know what as well, which I like, firstly, when we got relegated, he was one of the very few players that were crying. Yeah. And that's not to mean that other players weren't feeling hurt because people show emotions in different ways. But he was having to be consoled by Jorelio um, Gomez. Yeah. And... From the team we had last season, we felt quite disjointed like between the team and the fans. Like um, Troy Deeney wasn't coming out and doing interviews. It was always Will Hughes. So you sort of felt like there was something off and the players were a bit disjointed with the fans. But for your best player to come out and say that when you've been relegated, whether he means it or not, I think firstly to come out and say that was absolutely superb. That is what us Watford fans wanted to hear. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you read out the statement because I was scrambling around trying to find it. And I thought, <laughs> I, was like, Uh-oh. I thought you threw me I under a really... bus. You went really quiet and I was like, oh, I'll have to find it. So I, I kind of slowed down to try and read it out. <laughs> yes. I'm, thank God you read it out. Cheers, but, that, um, but yeah. yeah no, what, so like, yes, he came out and said absolutely the right things to say, but whether he's still going to be here at the start of the season, or even when it comes to the middle of October when a transfer window closes. Because well, the transfer window is going to be open for six weeks still from the start of the season. And we're, we're, going, to, we're, we're going to see a lot of players coming and going during the start of the season, which could possibly unsettle the side. So the, the, the side that we put out for the first game of the season is not going to be the same side that ends the day of the transfer window. It's, yeah. yeah, it's going to be totally different. Um, like Lots of clubs are circling around Saw, you've you've named a few and I think Gino's came out and said there's a 40 million price mark and Gino's very stubborn um, he's going to get that 40 uh, mm-hmm. 40 million yeah. he, he might even get a couple of millions added onto that because he's just a brilliant salesman isn't he he is and I, th- I think as well I'll ask you first do you think Saar's going to be here for the duration of next season um, I think he'll start the season with us, but he won't finish the season with us. Interesting. I'd love him to stay. Yeah, mate, because l- look at look at Villa and Jack Grealish. Um, lots of people weren't thinking he was to stay around at the Championship, um, but he he stayed with them and he got them back up into a Premiership. So I'd love Sar to do the same. It just all depends on if teams are going to um, put up the money, like. Like we've said, uh, Palace have looked at um, Saar. We, you and me, and all the other Watford fans, will not want him to go to Palace at all. But if Palace end up selling Zaha for a hefty amount of money, they've also got the money then, so they could come in and want to come in. I just hope he ends up going to a club like Liverpool, um, playing with his mate Mane, um, being coached by Jurgen Klopp. You can really see him push on at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and you know. Uh... I really hope he does stay um, for the purpose, selfish purpose of he will absolutely rip up the championship and help us in our bid to hopefully come back at the first go. But I do think what you've said about Mr. Pozzo is bang on. If he's named a price, you ain't getting him for cheaper than that. Yeah. You are having to pay that the bare minimum. Um, I think 40 million is good in terms of the considering the market won't be the same because of coronavirus. Yeah. Um, I would have liked a bit more because we sold uh, Richarlison for 50 million, but we have to remember that there's been a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Transfer fees won't be the same, I don't think. Um, but in terms of whether stars staying or going, it's in limbo, we don't know. Um, what we do know is there has been seven departures from the club, Ben. Oh, no. Um, um, I have got the list in front of me, don't worry. 
Um, Please remind me. The Busty song. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to be honest, I, I would put a tweet out. I don't know if anyone saw it on my personal account yesterday. I, I said to Ben, I was reading through some of these, and I was like, who? Who? <laughs> Who's that? And like, it's, it's hard to keep up sometimes because of the scouting network we've got. We've got all these lads from South America and like, it, like Africa and like, it's hard to keep up with the players that we have. Like, I saw something the other day saying, um, hopefully he comes back to Watford. And I was like, didn't even know we had him. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, for those that don't know what we're talking about, uh, I think the main one we'll start at the top is Cucho Fernandez. Uh, Fernandez, Cucho Hernandez, rather. Yeah. Um, this one was quite a big one because when Watford put it on the website to start with, they put with a view to a permanent, but they've changed <laughs> it now. Uh, yeah. And even I was like, hmm, hopefully not. Yeah, um, thank Cucho's, God they changed it. Yeah, Cucho's gone to Getafe, who I believe may have qualified for Europa League. I know they were up there. Um, I think they've so, just missed out. Have they just missed out? I know they were up there for the majority of the season, but I think the main thing is, Ben, he's going to be playing um, top half for a top yeah. half team because I think he played... Where, was it who West for last season he was at? Uh, he was at um, Yorker last season and got relegated with them, um, yeah, I think, on yeah. the last game of the season. But it, he started the season with a lot of injuries, didn't get into the side until maybe January, February, and then he hit the ground running. He scored a few good goals. Um, mm-hmm. So... The thing is, we we finally sent him out on loan to Getafe because there's been issues with his work permit yet again. Um, it's a story of Watford's yeah. um, life, really, with um, young, talented South Americans, isn't it? Um, we've had this yeah. same problem with Penaranda. Took him absolutely ages to get to the club. Um, so same things happening with uh, Hernandez. Um, so I've seen that on the Watford website that there is a clause in the contract that we could possibly recall him in January. Uh, yeah, the the news was circulating that if we were going to see him in a Watford shirt, it would be January time. Yes, I think that's when the work permit should be sorted by. So there's possibility he could come back in January. But if he doesn't, he's going to get a good old season at La Liga um, for Getafe. And then if we do bounce back, first attempt to get into Premiership, he's a great player to bring back in. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's had experience in La Liga. Yes, he got relegated. He had two seasons on loan at Huesca as well. I knew I hadn't made that up. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought, why would I make who escort? But um, yeah, no. So, yeah, uh, a good move. And hopefully one that helps his development. He'll be playing sort of... I can imagine that if Getafe have just missed out in the Europa League, they'll give it another good go as well. Definitely. To try and get in the Europa League. So hopefully he's, he's their main man. Uh, and if he's in inspired form and we do bring him back in January, then... Uh, hopefully that form continues over here. Definitely. Uh, another one which we uh, touched on, I think we touched on this in Instagram Live, was Dimitri uh, Falquier has, has gone to Granada. What he legend. Was on loan. I know, yeah. He's, the, the, the one that stands out in my memory was his brilliant performance against Man City at the Etihad this season. It's the one player uh, I didn't want to leave this summer. Yeah, no, mate, I'm absolutely gutted. I, I, to be honest, I didn't want to bring it up because I might get a little bit emotional. I, w- um, I was fully committed to getting him on the back of my shirt yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't uh, uh, read the that. news. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gutted. No, Can't believe it. Didn't he get subbed off in the first half against Man City? Yeah, outrageous sure decision. He did. Yeah, yeah. He didn't deserve Sanchez that. Flores doesn't know what he's doing. No, and he played in the League Cup as well, I think. But yeah, he's gone to Granada because they had him on loan. Um, they had him in January earlier this year and they've, uh, they've exercised the option to buy him permanently but uh, thanks for the memories Dimitri exactly. you will be sorely missed my friend uh, right, best of luck in your career to... yeah this is where it starts again. he's going to end up like um, that guy at PSG ain't he <laughs> which one um, the one who um, they signed from Stoke City and he's got... oh um, <laughs> yeah two promoting yeah he's going to end up playing like him Mate, there was a crazy stat about that. I, I, I probably shouldn't have mentioned it because I can't remember it. It was something like Stoke have had someone from the last seven seasons go on to play in the uh, Champions well. League semi-finals. I'm like, what? That's mad, uh, Darren it? Fletcher was like four of them. So like that don't really count. It's not as impressive <laughs> as it sounds. But um, yeah, this is where it starts to get a little bit tricky for me because I ain't got a, the foggy as to some of these are. So bear with me, guys. Um, Brazilian midfielder Matias Santana, who's 22, He's joining Spanish third-tier outfit, Christ, um, Recreativo <laughs> de Huelva on a permanent contract. Great side. Um, yeah, yeah, brilliant side. 
um, after spending last year at CD Don Benito. Some of these names <laughs> made up. <laughs> so Watford website having me on or something. It's like um, when you so... to play FIFA, you you, you press a <laughs> random button and they come. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's um, that sounds like a permanent one. So that's not alone. That's a shame. Um, but yeah, thanks for the memories, Matthias. Thank and, you. Uh, Enjoy the Spanish third tier, my friend. Yeah. Um, next one is Ghanaian Kwasi Simbo, who's also 22. What he a name. He spent last season on loan at third tier UD Ibiza. Ibiza. Tell uh, you what, mate, I'll, I'd want to be on loan at Ibiza. I know, yeah. But 22 as well. I bet he's bloody loving it, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and he's signed to continue on loan with the Islanders for the forthcoming campaign. So best oh. of luck to, to Kwasi in Ibiza. I'm sure you're really enjoying your football over in Ibiza, mate. <laughs> uh, you ain't fooling no one, mate. That's any 22-year-old's dream. Um, and then, oh, no, this it gets worse. Panferradina in the Spanish second flight will take 21-year-old Colombian midfielder uh, Jürgen Elitin on loan. And last year he was on loan at... This has got to be a joke. Last season he was on loan at Marbella. <laughs> Jeez, where next? I don't know, man. What the hell's going on? Oh, um, dear. The destinations are getting better. Oh, mate, these are brilliant. Uh, so, And then we've got a Colombian midfielder who's 21 as well. I don't know what it is with 21-year-olds at this club. Uh, Jamie Alvado, um, who's moving to Brazil on a season-long loan. And he's going to Club Atletico Paranese uh, after a temporary spell in Spain's third tier. I'll tell you what. We've got an awful lot of players that play in the Spanish third division. Do you I reckon don't know what it is. I think that's because it's probably easier to get a work permit by playing in Spain. Yeah, I, I do think that. But do they not have to uh, play in the top flight in order to help them get? Because that's with Cucho. Because sure. we could we could send Cucho to a Spanish third tier side and he'd take the absolute mick out of them. But like, I don't know. I think they might have to play top flight football. Okay. I think uh, I'm not 100 sure. Uh, and the last one, and this is the one that you said you, you sort of recognise the name, uh, Venezuelan Williams Velasquez, who's going to continue on loan at Portland Timbers until December. Didn't know that we had a player out on loan at Portland Timbers, to be honest. Yeah, he's done quite well there as well. Um, that's all I know, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, three players, uh, sorry, two players that we do know of um, is Dolberg. Yes. Annoyingly, why have we sent him out on loan? Um, I wanted him to challenge Ben Foster for the number one jersey this season and maybe see him in the League Cup and FA Cup. Uh, but he's gone on loan to Sweden. Uh, you know, I, I've got no problems with him going on loan to Sweden because he, he does know Sweden. Uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the team that he's gone to. Uh, but it's just annoying, Ben. Do you, I don't know if you're sort of the same thought process of me, but I very much would have liked him... S- I would have liked to have seen him play this season, uh, whether it be in the Cup and maybe even challenge Foster for the number one jersey, although I think he'd have quite a job on his hands. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I wanted him to push um, Foster for the number one spot this season. Um, mm-hmm. Sending him out on loan kind of looks like we possibly might be having Backman as a number two because obviously yeah. Gomez is retired. Yeah. But I, we, we, we spoke about this on our live Instagram the other week. Yeah. We we think Batman's possibly off to Kilmarnock game um, next season. So if he is, are we going to be bringing in another goalkeeper uh, for number two? But I don't like that we keep loaning out good quality players. Like Dalbrook, no. he needs the opportunity to play like make him the number two this season, give him the League Cup, FA Cup games to get that experience. It's frustrating, but look, he's gone on loan. He's going to probably play 30 to 40 games for this Swedish side. Um, before he came, uh, he was actually a Swedish international, wasn't he? And he's kind of declined since he's came to Watford. And this is why I think Ivic is a good appointment because I don't think we're going to see the youth that we sign decline like they have done like we've signed them they've all got big reputations massive potentials and they've all kind of like taken a few steps backwards similar to Quinner um so I think he's going to get the best out of the youngsters it would have been interesting to see if if Ivich was in charge at the time we sent Dolberg on loan would we have sent him on loan would he have wanted him in and around the first team 
Uh, would he have even pushed Foster for the starting spot? Would he have even started a few games? It would have been interesting to see, but it's, it, hopefully he has a great season online and comes back and he'll be our number one next season because I think Foster's contract's up at the end of next season and it's getting on a bit now, isn't he, Foster? So possibly might even look to retire next season. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, I, it does make me think that if we're in the Premier League, would we maybe have loaned him out to the Championship? Mm. Um, but just interestingly, whilst you've been speaking, I've just been having a look here. He's gone on loan to BK Hacken, yeah. who actually look like they've just restarted because they've only played 15 games in the season. And at the moment, Hacken are fifth. And I believe this is the... Um, is that the top tier? I believe it is the top tier because Malmo are top. Okay, yeah. And they, I, I recognise Malmo. Um, I think they're ever-presence in the Europa League. Uh, but Hacken are fifth. So they're, they're playing, they're next playing on the 17th. They're at home to Varbergs. So um, that, that big tasty game at 6pm. He's gone to a good side then. One. Yeah, he's gone to a good side. Um, yeah, I, I don't know much about the uh, Swedish division, unfortunately. But if they're going to be pushing for um, sort of Europe, I, I think they can qualify for Europe. Um, yeah, Europa, Europa League qualification, if they finish third, okay. at the very least. And they're two points behind, albeit there's only 15 games. But there's only 16 teams in this division, so um, 32, uh, 31 games or 30 games altogether. 30 okay. games altogether. So, yeah, it's going to be... They're, they're halfway, basically. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting. One loan that does really excite me is Ryan Cassidy going to League One outfit, Accrington Stanley. That's that a is big move, see. isn't it? And he's signed a new contract as well. Yeah. I, I'm really excited for Cassidy. And this is going to be a good test for him. League one, physical, nasty. You know, it's not going to be pretty football. Mm. That's what I think he'll... If he, if he can score a lot of goals there, then don't hesitate to see him in a Watford shirt next season, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a great move for him. Um, mm. I'm going to have one eye on League One next season to see how he develops. Um, hopefully he gets lots of opportunities to play. I don't know whether he's going to be on the bench for the start of the season and then he'll have to um, force his way into the side. But he, he's got a massive potential. He did fantastic for our under-23s and maybe under-18s as well. I think he was like the top goal scorer for all of them. Um, the FA Youth Cup, when we played Liverpool away, he even scored in front of the cop and he's a boyhood Liverpool fan. So that was a massive moment for him as well. Um, so yeah, there's a few clubs who are even looking at him. I think there was rumours. Um, we've been keeping an eye on him for about two, three years, haven't we? Um, yeah. And we've been chatting about him and whenever a club's like circling around him, we're like, oh, I don't want him to go. We, we don't want it to be another Sancho moment of losing a player before he's even actually played for Watford. Um, so, yeah, great opportunity for him to get valuable experience at Accrington Stanley. Yeah, and to be honest, Ben, me and you talked about maybe even putting him on the bench a couple of times last season. Yeah. But, you know, when Mullins was in temporary charge before, even if it was just on the bench, I think that looking back, um, we were talking, we weren't doing the podcasts back then, but we were talking when we played Leicester away. I think that was Mullins' first game in temporary charge. And it, the Athletic had said that there was going to be a couple of youth players on the yeah. bench. I think in the end it was Hungbo and Dolby. Yeah. But we wanted one of them to be Cassidy. So Definitely. Um, I would have wanted yeah. him to be in and around the first team for pre-season, yeah. um, at least yeah, the season. Definitely. But he's going to get a full season at Accrington. Yeah, I'm happy. It's a really good move. It's, it's not like he's gone to a conference or a League 2. He's gone to a League once. That's a good standard. That's, that's yeah. great for his development. Absolutely. And uh, another young talent which will be playing this season, or he certainly hopes he will be, um, is Ben Wilmot. And he did an interview with the Watford website and some of the stuff. Got some of the quotes here. I won't read out the full interview, but I'll read out the two main quotes, which really excite me. So he's obviously spent last season, uh, the majority of last season, because he picked up an injury towards the end, on loan at Swansea, who, um, who missed out in the playoffs against Brentford. But... Um, Ben Wilmot's actually come out and said, I think I'm a far better player than I was the first time I played for Watford. I want to play in every game this season if I can. So I'm definitely going to be trying to make that position my own. Right. Firstly, that is what you want to hear, isn't it? Yeah, music to my ears, mate. Continue. Absolutely. Yeah, mate, this next one is... He, like, he gets it. This, this sort of says to me that he gets it. 
when we play Swansea, that will be a big one for me personally. Then the two Luton games for me, having been at Stevenage and now at Watford, are not Luton's biggest fan. So those two games are looking forward to. That right there is the is the the that's the quote that we needed. And I, I'm I'm buzzing to see this boy play. And I think he's he's gonna be one of the best defenders in, in the league next season. There, I said it. Give him the armband, mate. Give him the armband. And nah, not over Hughes, <laughs> not over Hughes. I know. It, it. Yeah, he's a future Watford captain. Um, it's, it's great to have him back at the club. He had a fantastic spell at Swansea last season. Um, he's a threat from set pieces. Um, he scored the winning goal for Swansea against Cardiff last season in the dying mm-hmm. moments. Um, he's very comfortable uh, with a ball at his feet, playing out from a back, comfortable in possession. Um, I think it's it's great to have him back, and you're going to bring a lot of composure to a back four. Um, I, can't, I don't know if you read it as well, though, but I can't believe he hasn't played with Vic yet. Um, no. No, his only chance would have been... He came he off the bench at Wolves, sorry. didn't he? In the Premier he League. Um, and then, yeah, he's, he's played in the... Woke, did he play in the Woking game? Um, Newcastle, FA Cup away game as well. But yeah, he's never played with Vic. Crazy. The, the closest he would have come as well was... Um, Swansea, when we played them this season in the League Cup, obviously he was cup-tied. Yeah. I know he was there because they did an interview with him. But, um, yeah, no. I, I Ben, I'm just so looking forward to seeing him play. Like, there's there's some quotes that you can say and those two are the ones that you want to hear. He sounds just ready for it. Yeah, it's and refreshing he's the to sort hear, of defender. isn't it? Yeah. He's the sort of defender that we've been screaming out for, I think. Yeah. He really, really is. He is. He's a future... Pro- <sighs> No, I'm gonna say it. I don't want to say it. But he's a future England star. I think he's gonna. He's gonna. I think so. I think he's he's got all the pedigree to go on to um, yeah. playing for his country. Um, he's similar to probably uh, probably like John Stones. He's he's got that. Christ, don't compare him to him. He's well, crappy, John Stones at the start of a Man City career. Okay, that's all right. At Barnsley, yeah. <laughs> he, he got picked, no, he got picked up at Barnsley for, uh, by Everton, didn't he? So he did, yeah. He, um, but yeah. yeah, I think he's it's, it's going to be a future Watford captain. We need to build the defence around him because um, we've we've seen a few links this week. But um, I think Cabaselli said that um, yeah, Watford players, the, uh... yeah, Watford players are going back on to pre-season on Monday and mm-hmm. uh, a few. Watford players are going to be sitting down with the clubs talking about where they go from here, if they're going to be staying at the club or if they move on. So it'll be interesting to see who goes. I've also seen reports this week that West Ham are looking at Craig Dawson as well as a possible yeah. um, backup centre-back for their um, defenders. So that's possibly Cabaselli off, maybe Dawson off. Um, Cathcart Kaf- hasn't really got the legs anymore. So I think we need to... Yeah, Wilmot's going I to be starting... Liked- I would have liked the pairing of Wilmot and Dawson. Yes, yeah, a lot of people are slagging Dawson off, but this is Dawson's level. Yeah, like he thrived at this level for West Brom. Um, so I would have liked, I'd quite like to see that as a centre back partnership. Definitely, and also but the I aerial think... threat would have def- def- oh, defending man. and and scoring. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be brilliant just to see. Um, it... I think what excited me when we scored, uh, signed Wilmot from Stevenage, I think there was an interview on the yeah. website. He said he weren't afraid. He enjoys be, like getting blocks in and like throwing yeah, his body yeah. on the line. And that's what you want to hear from a defender at such a young age as well. But I think he's developed massively since he's been at Swansea. And look, Swansea play the right football. They have a philosophy. They've played it for absolutely years. They, they play the ball out from the back. They're very comfortable with the ball at their feet. And this is what we need to start doing uh, at Watford. I don't think we've had a philosophy since we was in the championship and we played that 3-5-2 every season. Yeah, um, under Zola. When we went yeah. to the Premier League, I think we kind of lost our ways a little bit when Kiko came in and I don't know what he was doing sometimes. He was playing one striker up front, wasn't he? Um, and then he mm. realised that Dini and Igalo played well together um, and then things changed again then. But yeah, it would be nice to maybe get a philosophy back at uh, Watford under Ivic and hopefully we see the best of Ben Wilmot. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think we'll uh, we'll wrap the show up with the news that the Skybet Championship fixtures are to be released next Friday, the 21st at 9am. Yeah. Ben, 
Who's your uh, who's your ideal opening fixture? Bearing in mind that the fans won't be there for the first game of the season. Um, ideally, probably Middlesbrough away because if fans aren't going, <laughs> gets, it um, gets it out of yeah. the way. I don't have to make that journey. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably say mate. somewhere like Middlesbrough, but then again, Middlesbrough. I, f- I wouldn't rule out Middlesbrough for being in the top top ten this season. Neil Wait, Warnock. Neil um, Warnock, you cannot wrong him off. Yeah, so I, I think they're one to watch this season. So am I am I a bit silly for saying Middlesbrough first going season? Um should I be saying someone like Rotherham? <laughs> no, mate, Rotherham away is clapped. Yeah, we need that. We, we, we did that on in. a Tuesday night, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> uh, Sonino's game, wasn't it? When uh, Lloyd Dyer scored and he started running over towards Sonino. Uh, and yeah. t- Tommy Hoban. We to win that night. No, we didn't. But we, we grinded out the result. Um, I think Toby yeah. Hoban got an assist, didn't he? He got to the byline, pulled it back, and Minari stuck it away as well. Minari, yeah. That's what we need to do in the championship as well. It might be a bit gritty sometimes, but you grind oh, you, you grind out results. And I think with Ivic, that's what we're going to do. We get, yeah. We're going to get the one, two goals lead. And then look, it might be a bit negative to shot up shot. But look, like I said earlier, he had 29 clean sheets last season. Like, mm-hmm. like clean sheets win your games. Yeah. Clean absolutely. sheets will get us back into the premiership. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, in terms of who I would want, I don't want Coventry away or Birmingham City away. I don't know what the ruling's going to be with away fans, so I think I'm wishful thinking trying to get to any away games. But, I, I obviously, nice local one for me at St Andrews. Um, and, obviously, uh, Forest away as well would be a, a nice local one. I would say... Good away, let's, though. Let's, yeah, absolutely. Um, Pooters. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the rowing boats. <laughs> and if you're listening, <laughs> go on, girl. <laughs> push, push. <laughs> that was yeah. That was some. That was some away there. You got but a bit I, messy I on turned... a away day at Forest, oh, haven't you? Jesus Christ! Yeah. Did you ne- next some straight vodka? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's let's wrap this up pronto. Um, yeah. No. Um, it was. Um, it, it was a great away day. Um, I would go with. Let's, do you know what? Rotherham at home. That's no disrespect to Rotherham, but I, I just think let's start off easy. Uh, sorry, Rotherham fans. <laughs> um, not that you're listening, but yeah, I, I think Rotherham at home. But... Rotherham or Wickham at home, I'd go. Oh, Wickham. Wickham at home. Yeah, let's go with them. I don't think they've made any signs yet. I don't think. Uh, but... Have you seen their kit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm getting that. I'm getting that. You're not. That is disgusting. I am, mate. I'm wearing that. What colours is it? It's, it's, it's like. Orange, purple, and like green. I think it's I'm disgusting, sure. mate. It's it's beautiful. Tell you what, that does look like some of your Hawaiian shirts that you're wearing tonight. <laughs> mate, you should should see the one I'm wearing tonight, mate. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up there. We've uh, it's been good being back, Ben. We we spoke about this uh, a couple of times like, in the break. Like we've been like, come on, we need to announce some news to get back on the podcast. We've done a few lives, which have been great over on Instagram, and we'll continue to do so when when is appropriate. But it's good to be back doing podcasts with you, Ben, and I've really enjoyed this episode, the first episode of Season 2, Series 2. Yeah, likewise, mate. It's been brilliant to be back. Um, I had the buzz. I was excited to get going. I wanted to kind of do it last night, um, mm-hmm. and then I had to wait till this morning. That for was us. my fault. <laughs> and then I had to wait till this morning. But yeah, very excited to be back, mate, and I'm really looking forward to the season ahead. It's been a positive week for Watford, and the rebuildings has already started, so yeah. Looking forward to good it. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, uh, what, what, you got much planned with the rest of your day? I'm going out for a run now. Um, oh, same. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, up early enough. Um, it's it's not 30 yeah. degrees, 40 degree heat outside, so it's a bit more comfortable for me to run in. So, yeah, going to do that today. And then um, a bit more preparation because the baby's um, due soon. Yes. It's, it's, it's under four weeks now. So, yeah, a bit more baby oh, preparations. So, yeah. That's my day. How That's about why you? I got you up early, mate. That's why I got you up early. Oh, yeah. Get you ready for these early mornings. Appreciate uh, we it. Should have, we, we should have recorded at like four in the morning or something. <laughs> that would have really prepped you. One of the feeds. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, likewise, going for a run now and then um, I'm uh, going out later on. So, um, yeah, I'm just enjoying this break and not having football. Like, as much as I love football and whatnot, I think, you know, we don't have to wait too long and... Yeah, I'm um, I'm just enjoying it at the moment. So yeah, that, that's me. But uh, thanks very much for listening, guys. It's it's been a little bit longer than our usual ones, so that we we try and keep it as close to under an hour or an hour as possible. And uh, we really hope you've enjoyed it. So like I said at the top of the show, whether it's you're um, you, you joined us over from season one, 
to season two. We thank you very much for your continued support. Uh, whether it's your first time listening, if it is your first time listening, follow us on Twitter at Voices of the Vic and on Instagram at Voices of the Vic. And then on Facebook, our pages. Um, the Voices of the Vic so uh, make sure you, you, you give us a like on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram and uh, we'll be back with you next I would say when some more signings are possibly announced we might do an Instagram live or we might do a podcast depending on it uh, and if there's any other big news we'll be back with you then I think Ben yeah sounds good to me mate sounds good to me but yeah thanks very very much for listening guys and we really hope you enjoy let us know on Twitter as well what you thought of the show uh, and on Instagram as well let us know what your thoughts are thank you very very much and we'll see you next time Sports Social Podcast Network Every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.